Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA. Uniting sports fans everywhere, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. I'm not sure that God really cares about my comfort or my happiness so much as he does my holiness and my surrender to him. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I think if we're going to get to our full potential in anything, um, it's going to require community around us. Bringing you high energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. You're going to be defined as a man, as a husband, as a father. When you take the uniform off, who is that guy? Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. So glad to be with you today. We've got an awesome show for you as we'll be joined by two guests. First up, we'll hear from Jordan Matthews, wide receiver with the San Francisco 49ers. It's his first season with them and first offseason with them, so we'll hear how that's going so far. And, and he's had quite the NFL career. Uh, you probably know him with the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's also played with the Buffalo Bills. And, and so we're going to talk all about his career, but also he's married to a pro soccer player, and so we'll ask him about his wife, and, and he's also a father. So uh, a lot to get to with him. And, and then also later on, we're going to talk with pro golfer Cameron Tringali. And I actually heard him speak at an event uh, that I went to and, and got to meet him afterward, and just a, a great guy, and so wanted to share his story with you today and I think he'll be a great encouragement to you as he talks about his golf career, but, but talks about how his life really changed while he was in college. So you don't want to miss that. And then also, toward the end of the show, we'll do our segment, Unpack This. And I'm going to talk about the foul ball that ended up hitting a girl in the crowd at the Houston Astros game this week and how it relates to God's word, sin, and our perspective, and how it relates to the foul ball net. So, it's all coming up. It's unpacking it. I'm Bryce Johnson. Jordan Matthews joins us right after this on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM, Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More unpacking it with Bryce Johnson after this. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. We're unpacking sports, faith, and life right here on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. Right now, we are joined by San Francisco 49ers wide receiver Jordan Matthews. He was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles in the second round of the 2014 NFL Draft after a record-setting career at Vanderbilt. He spent four seasons with the Eagles and one with the Bills, and during the offseason, he signed with the 49ers. Most importantly, Jordan is a husband, father, and follower of Jesus. Jordan, thanks so much for joining us on Unpacking It. How are you? How you doing, brother? Doing well. 
All right. Doing great here and, and glad to have you on. And, and so first up, you've uh, been experiencing OTAs with the, the 49ers. So, so how are things going so far in San Francisco? And, and why does it seem like the 49ers are the right fit at this point in your career? Yeah, things have been going well. You know, um, I had a couple teams that called, and they were all great organizations. I mean, uh, a couple of those organizations, too, I knew coaches at. So I'm all about relationships, and I'm, all, I'm always about a great fit. Those were factors that played in. But when it came to the 49ers, um, there was something else that I felt about this place that was just different. There's kind of an electricity around the organization right now. And I really like uh, how many young guys were in the wide receiver group. I knew I was going to be pushed, you know, as a 27-year-old going into this year by guys that were younger, and I was excited about that. You know, last offseason I followed the Patriots, and people were wondering why I would do that because I was like, I really wanted to go into a situation where I felt like I had to work every single day to earn anything. Well, so, some people may hear that and, and be surprised by that, that, that desire to be challenged. So, so where does that, that come from, and, 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 and why do you embrace the, the challenge of, of having to prove yourself and having to fight you know, for a roster spot, for a starting spot, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, I think, um, I think lots of times people worry about those things because they look at situations kind of in the short term. I like to have a, a, a long-term view, but a very short-term process. And what I mean is I kind of like to begin with the end of mind. When I look at signing with hard teams, like when I signed with the Patriots last offseason, it wasn't strictly because, okay – I want to sign with this team so I could potentially win a Super Bowl. It was more so I knew that was a – it was no different than any other corporation. You can look at the Patriots the same way you look at Google or, you know, Apple. They're a successful organization, and I wanted to see how a successful organization was run. Mm. That, was, that was definitely it. And I wanted to learn how to work my way up in a place where there's, the environment is extremely competitive. A large part of that, too, is I know when it comes to my faith, when I'm put in a tough situation, I naturally depend on the Lord way more than when I put myself in easy situations where I feel like I can accomplish something on my own power. Mm. And so I'm always looking for opportunities to really challenge myself. And I know that the long-term effect of that is going to be something that I can be proud of because I know football is not going to last forever. And I can take the skills that I've learned from playing in different places, a place like Philly where it's very high intensity, high pressure all the time because of how much the city loves their team. Uh, the Patriots, that type of organization where it's really hard to come up, but it's worth it in the end. Or the 49ers, an up-and-coming team that has great tradition. Mm. So they have that standard that's really high, and they're trying to get back to it. And I'm like, man, like I want to be a part of something like that now, man. The people here are great. The culture here is amazing. I can't say enough about it. Um, and now it's just about going and getting the win. Oh, that's awesome. I love that perspective from Jordan Matthews, wide receiver with the San Francisco 49ers. And, and I, I'd love to, to unpack kind of a, a few of your, your stops in your NFL journey. And, and you mentioned your time in New England where you, you went there with you know, good intentions and, and, and this, this perspective of wanting to learn from them. But, but your time there was, was cut short and, and had an injury settlement. So, so what did you take away from your time there, despite it maybe not lasting as long as you anticipated? Yeah, I took uh, a lot of good things. I remember having conversations with uh, Julian Edelman a lot and working with him, and he gave me a lot of good tips. Um, he talked about uh, um, reinventing yourself. Like, how, you know, how do you stay 
around, not just in the league for a long time, but with one organization. Mm. You know, it's like like it's one thing to be married to one person for a lifetime, but you you married to an organization. That means a lot of people feel a certain way about you over a lot of years. Like that's really impressive. So guys like Matthew Slater, Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, like dudes that are able to stay with the organization that long because of their production. I was like, man, that's kind of that's kind of cool. I want to learn how somebody does that. We'll we'll spend a little more time uh, talking about your your time with the Eagles, but but I, I did want to ask you about your one season in Buffalo. And so you're you're drafted by Philly. Yeah. They end up trading you to Buffalo, and it, you end up dealing with injuries that year. So so what was the the takeaway, the experience like from your your time in Buffalo? Yeah, the Buffalo year was hard only because I was already injured when I got there. And that was all. That was the hardest part about it. Yeah, because I needed surgery long before I went to Buffalo, and I got an opinion from uh, a couple of doctors, and they both agreed that uh, in about June, July, that I was going to um, need surgery before my fourth year. And so I was, uh, but I was on a. At that time, I was on the Eagles, so I knew I was like, oh, I should feel I'm pretty comfortable with going into you know a season with a team that I already know, even if they know that, you know, I'm like 80%. Because if you know an offense, if you know a quarterback, if you know a system, there's a lot more you can play through. And because your coaches might take care of you during the week, uh, the quarterback's going to know, like, okay, I know a route to hit you on. I know, what, I know you're hurting today, so you can rest. Like, there's that understanding. But when you go to a new team, I don't care how good you are. You always feel like there's that process where you got to go prove yourself again to a new, to a new group of people. Mm. And when I got to Buffalo, I was already injured. And so when you're like having to put that type of stress on my body to try and prove something to a new organization, to a new city, while I was already in need of surgery, which is really difficult. It was a really difficult year. Yeah, man. And so like I ended up going on IR week 10 Mm. and people thought that like I got injured the week before. It was like, I needed this surgery in June, you know? Yeah. Um, Exactly. And so after that year, I got surgery on my left knee and right ankle. And but I'm 100% now, and I've been good ever since. But just playing on that stuff that whole year was, I mean, it was a challenge, man. Wow. Like every single, yeah, every single day I woke up, I would put my feet on the ground. And I'd be like, okay, is, am I going to be in pain today? Yep. All right. Still got to go practice. Oh. <laughs> and, so, and so, yeah, that's how, that's how it was. And so. I was really uh, shelling myself pretty much, I think, when I was there. And it took me a long time to uh, just get over being traded, being injured. And so that was a year, I would really say, where I was, like, really spiritually tested. Um, There was one time specifically I remember I was really encouraged. I listened to this sermon uh, by Tim Keller. It's called When I Survey. It was about Paul's letter to the Ephesians. He was just talking about, I think it's the one to the Ephesians where he's talking about um, praying. He was praying for their inner man. I got to go check to make sure I got to check. But he was talking about praying for um, their inner man because he knew that they were going through hard times on the surface. Mm. And I spent so much time, I realized, praying about my outward circumstances. And I forgot completely. I totally neglected actually saying, no, Lord, help me from the inside. You might be trying to stir up something inside of me right now that's going to help me in the long term. Like you might not even be interested right now in fixing the external stuff because the external stuff is probably for my benefit. It's definitely for my benefit. And so Amen. Um, I definitely remember 
um, there was just one day I was on a bus listening to that sermon, and uh, it really encouraged me. I, I think that was kind of what gave me even the motivation to to kind of suck it up, play as hard as I could until I needed to go get surgery. And then I had the uh, just the, the, the motivation and patience to go into rehab the right way. Wow. Gosh. Jordan Matthews, our guest right now on Unpacking It. Love, love that that insight, and, and just to, it's, it's encouraging to hear all that God was doing in you while your circumstances were, were tough. And, and I think a lot of people can, can relate to that. And, and the, the challenge for us is embracing what God is doing in that season of life. And so we're going to talk more about that, that season uh, with Jordan Matthews when we come back because it ended up leading to a return to Philadelphia. And so we've got plenty more. We're just getting started with the wide receiver from the San Francisco 49ers, Jordan Matthews, right here on Unpacking It. You're listening to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA, America's sports talk network. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Welcome back to Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing great today. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. We're in the middle of an awesome conversation with Jordan Matthews. He's a wide receiver with the San Francisco 49ers, and we're talking about his NFL career and his, his faith journey and, and all that God has done in his life. And, and so we were just talking about that, that 2017 season where you're in Buffalo, you're battling injuries, God's really working in you. And, and so following that season, actually during that season, the Philadelphia Eagles end up winning the Super Bowl. And, and you were drafted by the Eagles. They traded you to Buffalo. And, and, and ultimately, you had a quick stop in New England. But then you end up re-signing with Philadelphia for the 2018 season. So, so take me into that experience, the return to Philly, and, 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 and what last season ended up being like for you personally. I mean, it was cool. I'm not honestly going to make like, too much of it. <laughs> it was just I'd uh, been uh, rehabbing my hamstring for the last like four or five weeks and I had the injury settlement with New England and I kept my place in Boston because I had all intentions of signing back with New England once um, the injury settlement was up. If they would have wanted to bring me back, that was something that um, we thought was a possibility. And yeah, uh, it was just week two after uh, Mike Wallace got hurt that uh, Eagles ended up calling me and they were like, hey, like, you know, we want you to come and play Z for us and do a workout and then want to sign you. And so at that point, I was like, well, I know the quarterback. I know the offense. I know the city really well. And so that's really why I went. Like, mm-hmm. I never wanted to make, like, a big deal about it. Like, I wasn't about to do, like, the return. That stuff, like, I, I could care less about that stuff. Yeah. I I would say um, I got less attached to, like, the the whole, I guess, hoopla and hype of the NFL after I got traded because I realized like none of this stuff is guaranteed. So even though I was going back to the Eagles, it was still like, man, let me just kind of see what guys trying to do in this moment and just go work my butt off. It wouldn't matter who it was. I was going back to, I didn't try and make it bigger than it was. Wow. No, that that's really cool. So, so along those lines, how has your NFL career uh, really taught you about success and disappointment 
and and how your your faith really you know helps you deal with both and and give you the the proper lens to look through you know just the 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 reality of the ups and downs of the NFL. Yeah, I would definitely say um, that my perspective has changed a ton about what I would want to put a ton of my focus in. Just the whole way I guess I approach it really uh, was different. I could care less if people know who I am. I actually would prefer that they don't. Hmm. So, you know. Why do you say that? Just because it really doesn't matter. It's not real. Yeah. You know, it, it, it really isn't. Like, when, when I was the, the man coming out of Vanderbilt and the man in Philadelphia, you know, I couldn't go anywhere without somebody recognizing me. And that's cool. I would never complain about that ever. Mm. Like I don't, I'm not one of those athletes who's like, oh, like, so, like you, you, you worked hard. You got famous. Like this, this is something that comes out of it. But what I would say, what do, what do I prefer? I could, I could care less about it because when I went to Buffalo, was injured, and ended the season with only one touchdown and 200 yards, I could go anywhere and nobody would even recognize. It was, just, it was that quick. And then when I got released from the Patriots, it was even worse. I want to say I never got recognized, ever. Hmm. Like, I was right back to being some regular tall black guy walking down your street. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? This is who I really am. So when I get back into the NFL, I'm never going to buy the lie again that I'm more than this. Hmm. Like, I am still this – the, the, the I'm, I'm still the young Jordan Matthews from Alabama, and I'm going to spend more time focusing on the things in my life that are constant. You know, my marriage to my wife, you know, uh, my relationship with my family, uh, my close friends, and ultimately my relationship with God. Because I'm like, those things aren't changing, especially if I keep my hope and faith in the Lord. And so I would just say it, it changed everything for me, how I relate to people. I used to be afraid to talk to executives because I thought they were soldiers above me. Hmm. You know, now I look at it like, no, we work together. Yeah. So I'll see uh, John Lynch or Kyle Shanahan, and I'm like, dude, my life isn't uh, wrapped around whether I make a team or not anymore. You know, my life is wrapped around spreading the gospel and living a life that I feel like is representative of Jesus Christ. So I can talk to anybody now without fear. Oh. And, and it's, I think it's way more freeing. That's really convicting and, and, and strong, a strong word from Jordan Matthews right here on Unpacking It. And, and man, I, I could talk to you all day, uh, but before we let you go, I, I did uh, just want to ask you about your, your family and, and, and just really cool to see you, how much you, uh, you know, support your wife. And, and she's a professional soccer player and, and having some great success herself. And, 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 then, and then so I want to ask you about her, but also uh, you're, you're a new dad. You have a, a, a son. And, and, and my wife and I were actually due in August with, with our first uh, baby. And so it's going to be a girl. So, so I got to ask you some, some advice on just how you've, you've handled you know, both of you being pro athletes and, and having a, a, a son and, and being able to navigate that. Yeah, you know, um, it's been great, man, as far as um, I would say everything that we've been able to go do. I mean, my wife playing for Jamaica. I mean, what? You can't pick a better country, you know. That's where we went on a honeymoon. We go play whenever she goes to play there. It's like you know, look, I don't care if y'all win a game. Some good food down here, you know. So, but no, I really, I really do care about their success. I think they're going to do great in the World Cup. They got some great girls in their team. But at the end of the day, like I said, we're not really attached to that stuff anymore. This is just a fun ride, man. Like we get to after my last day of minicamp, I get to hop on a plane two days later and go out to France to go watch my wife, you know, 
play the sport she loves on the biggest stage. You know, I tell her all the time, like, you have no pressure because, you know, me and God, like, we, we love you regardless. And so it's just the ride is just fun, mm. you know, um, getting to experience new places. Like, I never would have, like, at this point in my career, at this point of, like, where I am in life, like, traveling still, like, gives me anxiety. Like, when I think about, like, traveling, I'm like, oh, I got to get packed. I got to worry about this. I got to worry about this. Boarding fast. How much is it going to cost? Where am I going to stay? What about the language barrier? You know, but it's different when your wife is like, well, I have a camp in Jamaica, and I need you to come to watch our baby. You know, it's like, well, I got no choice. And you realize how easy planning some of that stuff is and getting it in motion and when you just do it. It's like, oh, that wasn't that bad. And then you get there and you're like, man, I'm so glad we did this. I'll even give you one that's like, it's not even going to seem like a big deal to you, but uh, she had a game in Utah a couple months ago. And this is for her NWSL league. And I want to be honest. I don't think I ever would have just thought to myself, let me go visit Salt Lake City, Utah. You know, I just don't think I, not that I don't, didn't think the city was cool. I just don't think that I ever would have thought in my mind as a kid from Alabama, you know, let me <laughs> get on a t- get a plane ticket and go to Utah and check it out. Man, I went and I loved it. The food was great. The mountains, it was so peaceful. Like the whole time, I felt so connected uh, with the Lord just out there driving around, looking at the scenery, just amazing, just creation. I literally texted my wife. I was like, babe, thank you for, for working hard, following your dreams and like, you know, being able to help me experience this. Man, that's so awesome. And, and yeah, it's just such an encouragement to hear you talk about your wife so fondly and just how proud of you uh, that you are of her. And, and man, it's just, it's just really cool. Jordan Matthews, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And so I'll just ask you this. So what's one quick word of wisdom for, for me and any other kind of soon-to-be dad or new dad out there listening today? Oh, man. Um, I'll be honest. You're going to be taking care of your wife a lot more than the baby. Mm. That's cool. So, so that's, that's one thing, and I think that's pivotal early on to keep that perspective because it's going to smack us dead in the face when our kids turn 18 and they leave the house and we still got to be married to our wife. That's right. I, I, I truly believe, and this is just, you know, and I've seen it, and so I'm not just throwing something out there. You know, they talk about how many times people raise children and then when the second their kids leave, they're like, who am I even married to right now? Like mm-hmm. they, they, they spend so much time saying, okay, it's all about the kids, all about the kids, all about the kids. And we neglected the fact that like, we didn't choose our kids. We chose our wife. That's right. That's <laughs> you right. know, like yep. this is, this, when this is what, what, what God brings together. Let no man separate. Like that's the bond that, that we got to always make sure that we're, we're focused on. And I noticed that like when early on, especially when Josiah was first born, I was surprised at how much I really couldn't do for him. I couldn't feed him because he wasn't on, you know, formula yet. So Shana had to feed him, mm-hmm. you know, when it came to uh, sleep and he felt way more comfortable sleeping like on Shana because he was used to being inside of Shana. So that felt more like home. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, in the first three months, I was like, gosh, things kind of easy. But I really, but what I realized <laughs> like, Okay, hold on. Like the person I was to be taking care of right now is her. Mm. I need to be making sure that she's okay mentally, physically, spiritually. And then once Josiah gets a little bit older, then I feel like my main responsibility is um being that example. And I feel like as long as I'm that example, early on, once he starts watching me and trying to imitate me, then that's going to be where I feel like my fatherhood will be the most effective. 
Wow. No, it's so strong. I love it. It's encouraging to me. And, and man, again, I could talk to you all day. This has been one of the best interviews we, we've done uh, in the last seven years. So I, I really appreciate it and, and, and hope, we can, that. hope we can do this again. And I know you got to get to practice. So have a great day on the field and uh, really appreciate just what you stand for and, and your heart for the Lord and uh, just been a, a really encouraging interview today. So thanks so much for joining us here on Unpacking It. No, nah, Bryce, thank you, man. Hey, just stay in the fight. I know uh, in the media it's always hard uh, to be to be in the face, man, because I know everybody's looking for hot-button issues, and sometimes the last thing people want to hear about is a, is, a, is somebody's uh, faith in Christ, but you're doing it the right way. Uh, I appreciate the time. Uh, thanks for having me on. Awesome. Really appreciate that. He's Jordan Matthews, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, and just an awesome conversation with him and when we come back we'll be joined by pro golfer Cameron Tringali you won't want to miss it it's next right here on Unpacking It going beyond the field this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA Hey, hey, it's Bryce Johnson, and it is time to start thinking about the upcoming fantasy football season. And good news, Unpacking It Ministries has a resource for you that will take you from the draft all the way through the championship. Order your Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook today, and each week, read about a fantasy concept and how it relates to the Bible and our own lives. It's designed for your league to discuss at weekly league meetings, on the phone, or in person. The FFF Playbook will add more meaning and purpose to the fantasy season and add value to your league. Grow in your faith, build deeper relationships with other owners in the league, and make more of your fantasy season. Join us at fantasyfootballfellowship.org and find all the details and order the FFF Playbook today. That's FantasyFootballFellowship.org. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for listening to Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. You can check out our website, unpackingit.com. We're talking sports, faith, and life. And joining us now is pro golfer on the PGA Tour, Cameron Tringali. He turned pro in 2009 after an accomplished college career at Georgia Tech, where he won the ACC Championship as a freshman, played in the 2007 and 2009 U.S. Amateur Championship, and was a three-time All-American Since turning pro, he's played in 10 majors, and his best world golf ranking has been 55. Cameron, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? Hey, Bryce. Good to be with you. All right, man. Well, we're we're glad to have you, and we'll we'll talk golf first, and and we're a few months into the golf season. So how are you feeling about your game so far in 2019? Well, golf is a game that can come and go at any time, seemingly. And it's a game of ups and downs and one that requires a lot of patience and uh, belief, even when your game is not where you want it to be. And uh, so this year I'm, I'm, pr- I'm proud of, I guess, the way I've just waited for good play to come my way. 
and I feel like the last maybe two months I've started to to find some results that match up with how I feel about my game, which is which is pretty strong. I feel good about my game, and I've uh, been encouraged by some recent results. Oh, that's great. What Was there an aspect of your game that you were working on, and, and, and that's where you're seeing the results? You know, golf's so complex, and there are so many possible solutions a lot of the time. But uh, for me, the, the one thing I spent the most time on was just trying to recreate my mindset and my attitude. Mm. Physically, my game felt the same throughout the year but just felt like I needed just a little bit more poise in my game and so that's been a difference maker that's cool because I was going to ask you so you're about 10 years into your career so so how do you approach your game your even your schedule your mentality kind of like you mentioned how is that different than when you first started you know on tour 10 years ago well Bryce, the the thing, good thing, one of the good things about experience is uh, just down to the very week of the golf tournament. There's a lot less that I need, feel like I need to do in order to be prepared. Uh, the, as a rookie, the first couple of years, you're seeing all the golf courses that we play on the PGA Tour for the first time often, and so there's a lot more prep uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, getting trying to get as much learn as much as you can about the golf course and in a few days and as i show up at an event now i'm typically familiar with the golf course i know where i'm staying how to use this route to get there i know the pin locations and I, i'm comfortable with usually a game plan for the golf course in this first couple of years you're trying to figure out each course a new course each week and that could be pretty tiring Pro golfer Cameron Tringali, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And and so when you wake up in the morning and you know you're a pro golfer, what what's the best part about that and, and what's the hardest part about that? Um, let's see. The hardest part is, uh, I think, just the grind of playing, uh, the grind of competing every week. Golf's the game where uh, you have to go earn your spot every week, you know, Earn your earn your money every week. Um, so just the constant stress of feeling like you're you're only as good as your last performance, basically. And mm. so there's just that there can be that pressure to to keep up. Um, and then the the travel's pretty difficult as well. Just not having much regularity at home. It's I always joke like when I have a week off, it's like I'm on vacation. <laughs> but I'm just actually going to the place that i have a bed and a car um but it's really a place i'm not very often so i I miss the being connected with people um at home and there are ways that yeah i've got friends out on the road and stuff too but it's uh it's different the best part i think is um just being able to compete in a game that i love i've always loved since i started playing i've loved the game of golf and trying to shoot a score and trying to figure out the best you can do for that day and i think i'm incredibly lucky that i I get to do it outside i get to just always work on work on it at at my pace it's a a big blessing no i I, that's a great perspective cameron tringali our guest right now on unpacking it talking uh, a little golf faith and life uh, with him today and the the exciting part of your your life recently was you, you got married at the end of 2018 
So, so I'm sure everybody asks you how, how married life is, but, but what's, what's your biggest takeaway so far? Uh, my biggest takeaway so far has just been uh, the team aspect of, of a marriage. My wife and I are quite different personalities, and, but we have one goal, and that's uh, you know, to honor the Lord and, and love people really well. We do that differently, um, and it, it looks very different for both of us. However, I know she's got my back and best interest, and, and the same goes for me and her. So I've just loved the idea of, all right, we're, we're a team. It's not me anymore. It's we. Uh, that's been, yeah, just having a partner and someone who's got your back is, is really special. Cameron Tringali, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And so, of course, we love talking golf and life and, and, and also love to just uh, unpack your uh, your faith journey as as well, and and so uh, from what I understand, the the key turning point in your life was in college, where you were actually experiencing success, especially on on the golf course. So so what was taking place then that that ultimately in this season of success led you to Jesus? Well, it was, uh, like you said, it was a combination of uh, success and with golf and school and just feeling what I I felt should have been on top of the world and yet experiencing kind of a void in my life. The the accolades and the the golf success was not living up to the hype. Like the, I expected just to to feel different, feel fulfilled. And and I, I, I did. And, you know, from a golf perspective, but as a person i felt you know i knew i was missing something and bryce i grew up in i mean going to church pretty regularly i've never really doubted the existence of god i always sort of believed god existed and i knew jesus died on the cross for our sins but it didn't become personal for me until i went through that season of a lot of successes and it really exposed that I didn't really have much of a relationship with Jesus. It was more religion and just being in the building, saying the things I thought I should say. And I was struggling to find that peace that Jesus talked about. I, I didn't have the joy uh, that he promises. I didn't have the contentment that I knew I should have. Um, and so it sort of sent me, it sent me searching to really investigate, all right, my faith says it should do these things where's the gap? Like, why isn't it connecting from what I know in my head to my heart? And I realized I didn't have a relationship with Christ. I was basing my standing with God off of, you know, my achievements. Gosh, good stuff from Cameron Tringali here on Unpacking It, talking golf, faith, and life. Uh, He's a a pro golfer on the, the PGA Tour and and so th- this was a you know a turning point in your your life you, you you begin to follow Jesus in in college and really understand this this difference between religion and and really having a relationship with Jesus so so what are some some ways you know since then that that you've really grown and and experienced uh th- this life with him just as you kind of think back what are some i don't know key key moments or or key aspects of your your life that that you've just you know seen him infiltrate and and change in your life yeah i mean i think one of the biggest things and just in development and growth is um in finding community having uh, relationships with other believers who can encourage you spur you on to loving good deeds and i think that is um 
it's very difficult to, in my terms, to grow alone. We all, Jesus is all we need, but he built us as, re, he, as relational beings. And we're, we're made for relationship with him, but we're also made for relationship with others who are like-minded. And so hmm. having guys who can be a source of encouragement to pray for me and do likewise to meet and study God's word together. One of the biggest things uh, in my life was a relationship that I, the Lord gave me with a guy named Brad Payne, hmm. um, who is with a ministry called College Golf Fellowship. And we became friends like my rookie year on tour. I think he just start, we just started reading the Bible together and kind of showing me what this life looks like, what the Christian life uh, can be, and uh, really just encouraging me to, to keep my eyes up, to keep them focused on Jesus and, and not on Cameron. So I think that's just, that goes without saying, being connected at your church as much as you can. That's been important uh, in my life. And with being on the road, I I mentioned earlier, just not having that uh, consistency at home, you know, I think is a drawback um, from this lifestyle. But I'm thankful that the Lord's provided uh, other other believers on tour who I can fellowship with and, and spend time without while I'm uh, working on my game and playing tournaments. That's right. No, that's a, that's a huge blessing when you, when you can connect with those guys on, on tour, and I know that that's a, a vibrant aspect for a lot of you guys, and that's, uh, that's always cool to hear about. And, and you mentioned a college golf fellowship, and I know that, that you and your wife, you, you guys are involved with that. Now, now that you're a little bit older, pouring into the, the next generation of, of guys who, who are coming on tour or are playing college golf and all that sort of thing. So, so what, what is your role at this point, and, and what did it look like to, to have a retreat at your house earlier this year? Yeah, I mean, my, my role basically is uh, just – trying to help where I can. We, my wife and I did host a retreat, which we had about 25 college golfers come and spend three days with us in wow. our home and in uh, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. And uh, we played golf. We did a service project. My pastor um, came and taught, taught through the book of Ephesians. Um, and really the, those retreats, uh, I'm so excited about CGF and I just wish, I, I think, man, I wish I had done this when I was in college. Yeah, I was a senior when I really heard the gospel for the first time. And as as a kid, most of these guys, um, you know, when I was in college, I wanted to be a pro. So hearing the testimony of someone uh, pointing me towards Jesus and not towards winning the next tournament could have been really impactful. And so I just, my life and I, you know, want to encourage those guys like hey golf's never going to satisfy you and not that golf isn't a great gift it is but it's not uh, not gonna be it's not gonna deliver what it promises and so uh yeah that's that's sort of my involvement um and uh it's it's been a, a blessing to be part of that ministry i'm always encouraged when uh guys come back or uh you just see, see them at tournaments sometimes the guys will come and follow me around and Anyway, it's cool to build some of those relationships. Wow. Well, no, that that's great to hear and, and cool that, that you are uh, just able to pour into the, the next group of guys coming up. So uh, so really encouraged by that. And, and man, really just uh, appreciate you being a part of the show today and, and for opening up and, and, and being such an encouragement to our listeners today and, and to myself as well. And so we wish you the best on tour this summer. 
and uh, keep working on that game and, and enjoy this this first year of marriage because that's always uh, just a fun time in life. So so soak it in the best you can. All right, Bryce. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you having me. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. There's Cameron Tringali joining us here on Unpacking It. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. It's time for our final segment of the day. We call it Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. This past week, a young girl was struck by a line drive foul ball during the fourth inning at a Houston Astros game. This latest incident was another wake-up call for Major League Baseball as many fans and players were distraught when they saw this little girl get hit. As a result, a serious discussion is taking place to figure out ways to prevent this from happening in the future. One of the ways to fix the issue is to extend the protective foul ball net. However, some people argue that the net obstructs the view of the field and they don't want it to get in the way any more than it already does. Ultimately, though, a net is what's best for fans. Differing perspectives on the foul ball net are similar to how we view God's commandments. We know God gives us guidelines in his word for how we're meant to live, but many of us view them as rules and regulations that get in the way of our fun. But the truth is, a full and abundant life is found in Jesus, and obedience to his way is actually what's best for us. And his loving net of protection can prevent the pain that comes when sin hits us in the face. When we leave ourselves open to sin without viewing life through the lens of his net of protection, we can find ourselves directly in harm's way in a position to get hit by a line drive. God loves us and reveals the best way to live for our good and our protection. So today, I hope we're encouraged to view God's word with a thankful perspective and remember, he knows what's best for us. The Bible says the commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. And it says the laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. So I hope you're willing to unpack that for yourselves and really appreciate you joining me today and hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM, Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio.